guys, Alexa Curtis here, and you're listening to This Is Life Unfiltered. It's episode 97, and before I get into this episode, I want to encourage you guys to follow This Is Life Unfiltered, as well as my personal self on social media at at Alexa underscore Curtis, as well as at T-I-L-U podcast, and also make sure to stay tuned on the Be Fearless Summit for the speakers that we will have released later on in November. So also before I get into this podcast, Alex is back with me. If you guys are stalking either of us on social media, you probably know that I got a tattoo with her initial, which is also my initial, on my collarbone on my birthday. So happy birthday to you, I guess. Happy birthday to both of us. So you randomly the other like week, month ago, you had told me to check out this show. Uh, Somebody had brought up to Alex. Alex and I had a dinner about like creating an influencer show, which is like an idea I've heard tons about. And I was like, oh my God, I just think it would suck, like whatever. And she was like, you got to watch this. It's so funny. And I like watched it and I binge watched it. And I'm like vocal so about the fact do. that I only watch like two shows and none of them are like anything reality based. It's just like Sex in the City and like a murder show. Anyway, so I loved it. So uh, we reached out to Owen Thiel, who's one of the main characters and I feel like the star of the show. And the show's called 86, by the way. Here with us today. <laughs> yeah, but but he has so, so much more to him than just this show. Oh my God. Well, thank you. But the show's amazing. I'm very lucky to be a part of it. It's amazing. And it happened a while ago. It was two, it two it years, was, right? I know. It's just so, it feels like yesterday. I I'm rewatched like, it. Yeah. That's the only thing I have really done. <laughs> So I'm like, that's it's my one go-to thing. No, know? but like, it's I was amazing. in 86. Everyone's like, You think Sarah Jessica Parker's ago? going around being like, oh, I was in divorce. She's like, I was in Sex in the City. Of course. Like, nobody, of course. Yeah. I haven't seen Divorce, have you? Uh, yeah, I did. But I'm like a diehard SJP fan. Okay. Well, so am I, but yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to watch it. It's good. Okay, it's good? Yeah, yeah, it's okay, really good. good. Yeah. Good but I mean, so I, I want to know everything about you because obviously you're the star of this show that happened two years ago, which is very relevant in my mind because I just watched it. And you're from LA. Yes. You're 23. Yes. You dropped out of college. Yes. And All true. there's got to be so much stuff that's happened up to this moment. Aww. So take us back. Um. Wow. That's a tough question. Okay. I went to an art school out here um, in LA. It's called Crossroads. Um, and it kind of taught me that I always thought I was weird for loving the arts. And I was like, I'm not a, I'm not a real student. Like, I'm not a math student. I'm not a science student, you know. Um, and Crossroads was like, that's okay. It's good. Follow your dream. Like, you don't – the Common App doesn't matter. You know, like, SATs don't matter. Just do what you love. So I joined the conservatory at Crossroads, which is was, like, for eight kids um, or nine kids. And it was, like, all musical theater basically all day. Um and from there, I realized that I should probably pursue it if I was doing it so often, and I liked it. Um, so I went to Tish um, and NYT. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how I got it. I shouldn't have gotten in. Oh, but please. I'm jealous. No, no. But you're obviously no. way more talented no, than I am. No, I, that's not true. That is so true. <laughs> so not They're true. So, they reject like 99% of people. They do? Yeah, it's just a hard school to get into. It's hard to get into. Yeah. Okay. I, but anyway, that's you went to so Tish. nice. Now that I know that, I maybe should have stayed because I treated it like it was not. Um, so I went to Tish, and I left Tish um, about a year later, and I came back here, and my best friend Cassie David um, asked me to be in her web series, and at first I was like, "What's?" I didn't even know what a web series was. I was like, "What is that? Just like you're gonna film it on your like phone?" It's like, well, "What is this?" Anyways. I ended up obviously loving working with her. We like clicked immediately. I mean, she was my best friend for a long time, but we didn't, we've never like worked together professionally. Right, on the creative level. Exactly. And so I love working. I mean, she's amazing. She's a genius. So, and her best friend, Elisa um, Kalani, who created the show with her, was such a big part of it also. And so they just like invited me in and let me kind of be myself. 
And so that's what that's why we're here. There's also another girl on the show. Christy. Okay. She's on. She was the only real actor on the show. Mm-hmm. Like she she was like she's done things, been in things. She was in um, oh, a, t- a TV show that I forget now. Um, but she was a big role in her in that show. Um, and it was like a it was a I want to say an ABC show or an NBC show. Anyways, she was like a trained actress. Right. So getting to set every single day was hilarious because Cassie and I would be like we, we don't remember our lines like whatever. And she would be like I remember mine. I I need to I need to. <laughs> to know the moment before. I need to understand exactly who I am in the scene. Like, blah, blah, blah. It was hilarious. Well, I think, I was going to say, I think what's pretty cool about the show is that it seems so chill and improv-esque. But to think that as we watch this miniseries that there's so much that goes into it. You know, like you said, the lines, the staging, I'm sure, like everything. Yeah. Even when you're out filming at like, what was that ice cream place in Brentwood oh, Country yeah, yeah, or something? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, tell us about that. I mean, was that a big surprise to you or did you kind of know that this was what was going to be with the show? Interesting. Um, I didn't know at all. It started out, we filmed that first episode with like two people. It was like the DP and the director and maybe a lights guy, like maybe, but I don't even think so because we were outside. Um, I can't remember. But then it kind of, as we progressed, like on the eighth episode, we have like an eight person crew, which was huge for us. Like, you don't understand. I was like, I felt famous. I was like, oh, there's people working. I was like, oh, wow, they're doing their jobs. And meanwhile, I was not doing mine at all. Um, but it was crazy. It really started out small and then it grew and grew within like a few weeks. I mean, we shot it all in like a, uh, within a year, I want to say. No, less than that. Maybe like five months. There's only eight episodes too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, we shot it pretty fast and the turnaround was pretty fast and it was, yeah, it was, I kind of, I expected it at first with that one, you know, only those three people on the first episode right. and then as it grew, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I was like, wow, this is like maybe a thing. I was like, this is cool. People so are... you guys put out the first episode on YouTube. Yeah. And like how, like where did the name even come from? 86? Yeah. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I think, I think Cassie or her dad came up with okay. it. I can't remember which one. Because um, I think ninety six. Why? What's what's ninety six? She's thinking sixty nine. Oh, see, when you're so when you get rid. Thing. Yeah, when you need to get rid of things on the menu, you like eighty six an tell item. Me better that I should. I just this thought that this was a term. <laughs> no, eighty six is like your canceled. Yeah, okay, basically, got it. like, it's like out. what you say. Ah, my it. my friend who worked at a restaurant. Oh, uh, worked closely with the chef, and the chef would always say to her, like, uh, salmon's 86. Got it, okay. You know, so she came up with the name 86 basically about herself. She, she was, was like, I'm 86. You were trying I'm so hard to make it like like sexual cool. innuendo. Oh, gorgeous. Maybe no, I should, maybe maybe it's because she sent it to me. Like, I don't oh, even know. Oh, and I'm and now, I'm now the, the sex queen. queen. Yeah. By the way, no, no, no. same, we have a lot of <laughs> Oh, my God, best friends. No, no, uh, but I thought that's what it was, but I'm wrong. But, okay, no, that's interesting. That's so, no, I love that you thought it was a sex show. Well, not Maybe like we a... should make a sex show. <laughs> okay, speaking, I guess she's like getting mortified. So, is there like a sequel? Like, what can we expect oh, on yeah. that front? Um, n- there's not a sequel to Eighty Six. Um, unfortunately, I wish there was. Um, but there's more uh, Cassie and Owen stuff coming soon. Well, I do think if there's a sequel, we could call it Sixty Nine. Yeah, I perfect. Will, I will co-direct. Perfect. That. And I'll be playing a straight man. Work. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be oh, dating great. her. It'll oh, be fabulous! Just oh my so god. I think this works. But no, I'm actually, I want to go back to like the actual bulk of the show because when I watch this show, 
I really, most people like probably tell you that the reason they liked it so much is it's so heavily relatable. Yeah. And it's so difficult in my opinion. And that's why I hate the concept of like an influencer show. It's so difficult to like portray something like this. But the thing that you guys did so uniquely is you actually took like real things and like real experiences. And that's why I feel like it was more improv because you've probably, like everyone's had that relation like or experience. Of course, of course. Well, Kazi um, is very tuned in to what's happening um, and I think she's like been through breakups and I think she understands it so her she came up with the her and her writing partner like would sit down and write the ideas and then they would basically write my lines and then I would then improv because we're friends and we were able to like if this was a real scenario and she actually broke up if someone actually broke up with her what would I say and it was easy for me to say yeah. what I would say because she's my best friend. You and know? Sage, so, Sage the Room. And Sage the Room, honey. You have to Sage the Room. Oh, there was I, uh, there were some episodes where I treated her, not badly, but I was kind of like, a, like a friend would, like, shut up. Like, you're too much for me right now. And I feel like that was all improv because that's how I would treat yeah. somebody in that case. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun playing with improv and playing with like these real scenarios that they came up with. It was great. Well, I feel like it wasn't even probably like, I mean, I guess the sense of it is improv, but I don't know. I mean, every girl probably has, especially like the one with the texting, her in the bed, and then the birth, oh God, the birth, did you watch the birthday party one? I watched every Aubrey single one. one. Do you remember that one? That was in the car, and it was, and I'm like that. I'm the one who was like 11:59. It's my birthday, like 11:59 and a half, oh, and you'd be like, "Please shut the my fuck God, up." That's, and exactly. I'm a, I am her, so I related to that. Exactly. I, every yeah. single one of everybody has that friend. Yeah. I have that friend. You have that friend. I I'm definitely not yeah. that person. I hate those people. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I feel like that was just something that was so relatable. So, so relatable. Yeah. And then the one with the she was smoking the joint and they were texting. The boy, like, should I reply now? And then you go, what did you, hey boy. Oh my God. I obviously oh, rewatched. Hey oh and you guys, she, she watched this like that oh 25 times. so amazing. I'll be on a plate and I'm like, Wait, you should have taken my role. No, I, I mean, you played it much better than I would have. Yeah, I don't but... think she'd be a good, like, gay best friend. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, no. Best friend, maybe. Like, I don't think I have the, like, oh, you look great. Even if you look like shit, that yeah. you would probably be better at. Like, I think I'm good at that yeah. shit. But that was, that was a really funny, um, episode but I mean was there one that you felt really attached to like any of the ones that you guys filmed probably the birthday episode oh was yeah my favorite. why that, uh, it was it, it felt first of all it was probably the most fun to film yeah. um second of all it felt so relatable to me I was like oh my god this is I my one of my dearest and nearest friends growing up is like the birthday monster <laughs> um so it was really easy for me to be like okay shut up yeah um, and it just, yeah, it was really fun. And it was all three of us, Christy, Cassie, and I, always in it. It was just, it was a lot to work off of. It was really fun. As, I guess. Oh, and I got drunk. We used, okay, this is a hilarious story. We There's a scene where we're at. Um, Brunch. Uh, no, the yeah, one before we're at dinner. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Remember when she comes out with the wet hair? Cassie and yes, and she's she's like, I have to go. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. So Cassie um, and I, I think Cassie was actually drinking water, but I was drinking wine, like real wine. And. <laughs> For continuity, you have to keep the glass at a certain level. So I would just keep drinking, and then they'd have to keep refilling. And I kept, and I literally walked out. I remember I was like, "Should I Uber home?" I was like that drunk. Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, this is bad." And then the next day, we filmed the brunch scene where I have to down the mimosas, yeah. and I can't remember, but I think at a certain point we started pouring champagne into my like it was just orange juice at first, and then I was like, <laughs> "I can't." 
drink anymore orange juice. Like now I need to taste something a little different. So I remember pouring champagne and I was like drunk. Like that whole episode, I think that's why it was the most fun. I was just like drunk. Well, that's like your real self as that's the cool part about the show is like it's actually portraying things that like actually happen. Right, just me drunk. Yeah, Yeah. or just like anything of it. But you wouldn't know that you're obviously like good at like hold, like not showing that you're drunk. In real life too. Yeah. All my friends would say I'm a, it's it's the most, it's the dangerous kind of drunk because I don't show that I'm drunk and I'll be like, I can drive. And then it's like, uh, uh, you had nine drinks. That's what I mean. Really dangerous. Really dangerous. Do not drink and drive. No, do not drink and drive, you guys. That was what I don't do. I'm just telling. Do's and don'ts. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's good. Let's just clear the air here. Clear the air there. I'm not a drinker and a driver for whoever's listening. But tell us about this Amazon Studios upcoming production. Oh. Are you able um, to disclose? There's a little I can disclose. Um, Disclose what you can disclose. We shot a pilot um, with Amazon and... Is this on 86th or is it the 96th? It's, it's no. <laughs> uh-huh. It's uh, it's very different from 86. Um, but Kazi and Elisa were very nice and made me. They love you. Yeah, they gave me a role, we which is great. Um, I play. I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not. But I I play a version of myself again. Um, and we, yeah, we in the show we live together and. It's really, it was really fun to film. And our best friend Molly is in it, Molly Gordon. Um, and she plays my best friend in the show. Uh, so it's, it was just, it was awesome. It was like a, we flew to New York and shot it and it felt like I was like a real actor for a minute. I was like, oh my God, this is what life is. It's but so aren't fun. you? Yes, well, I, hopefully. Yeah, well, I mean, no, no, but I don't want people to think like, oh, like you were just like a friend casted in the show because you actually like have training and oh, like yes, yes, I do. I, I dumb that yeah. stuff down. But yes, I, yes, yes. You also mentioned as well that you didn't think that 86 would be as big or popular. Why is that? Well, I just didn't know what it was. I didn't I didn't know what I was getting myself into, really. I thought it was a fun project for friends um, that, like, Cassie was asking me to do because she wanted a reel, and she was like, why don't you need a reel if you're acting? And so I didn't really know that it would reach the amount of people it did. It's, like, ama- like it's amazing. I was with Cassie two weekends ago in New York, and someone stopped us on the street like was fangirling over Cassie and it was like whoa like I can't believe that that happened I can't believe that this came all out of it it was crazy because it felt like just friends making art to make art and to love each other and to be with each other you know what I mean it didn't feel like it would actually lead to an end result is that how you feel when you're podcasting with me we're making love together oh Oh, 69 so cute oh wow all right (laughs) I haven't thought of you in that way before um but I mean take us back like a little bit obviously like the show is really what put you on the map but you know you say you dropped out of college yeah Uh, I mean that's that's something right there so growing up what did you deal with like on a personal level and and why did you decide to drop out of a prestigious college like Tish um well I felt a little stuck and stagnant um at Tish not that it didn't give me what I needed It, it actually did um but in terms of like I felt like a student, if that makes sense. Um, and I am a little, I'm a control freak, so I like to be in control. Um, and I just felt like it wasn't necessarily for me. I mean, I think that I'm a, I'm a, I like to learn by, through conversation and I'm less like a classroom kid. Um, as my, I, Molly Gordon always says, who she dropped out as well, she, she always says she's, smart she's very smart but she's not smart with books like don't give her a book and expect her to like do and I feel the exact same way I'm like it's not not for me no and especially when you're more creative exactly and I feel like Crossroads was such a creative environment where every single day I was doing something creative every single day I was like in a play uh 
directing a play, um, you know, singing, whatever I was doing. And I felt like at Tisch, it was more like sit on the sidelines and we're going to teach you. And I was like, no, I want to be up there. And I felt, I just felt like I was never going to quite get there until yeah. like maybe year three. And then I would have been like, why am I even doing sure. this? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. For people who are listening, not to get like on a deeper level Please. about college, but I mean, uh, I, um, you know, what advice do you have for people like yourself who yeah. want to be, or people, you know, maybe when you were younger that like want to be an actor and then they hear your story and they're like, okay, I'm going to drop out of like college now. Yeah. Um, and I, I face, I didn't go to college. So yeah, when yeah, people yeah. are like, well, why can you tell me to go to college if you didn't go? But yeah. it's very different. So like, how would you advise people? That's interesting. Um, I think I would always tell someone to stay in school, mm-hmm. um, even though I am so glad I dropped out yeah. for, for myself. I feel like if I had the choice now, if somebody said to me, here's four years paid college, I would be like, great. Because learning is so important. Yeah. Um, and I feel like also you learn, so. I mean, you meet people, but you also learn so much from your friends that you're meeting and, and you know, people you're seeing like romantically or whatever. It's just, there's a lot there um, in college that I missed out on. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have a group of friends from before and also that I met for that one year that kind of gave that to me. Um, and NYU was tough because it's not really a college school. I felt like if I was at a college, college school, maybe I would have stayed because I would have been actually making friends yeah. outside of like a pizza shop. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's hard to make friends at a school like NYU. Sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like, I feel like learning through other people is really important. And I feel like, especially if you're an actor and like you went to USC, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people at USC who are in acting who love the program and right. would, uh, maybe I would have liked that. I, I don't know, but who's to say? Um, but I, I just think being with your peers and learning with your peers is really important. And that's how like Cassie and Elisa met at college um, and they create all this amazing art, you know? So I, I wouldn't give up yet. Yeah, unless um, I guess your heart really like Exactly, and I kind of, when I was in senior year, my mom said, go to school, see how it is, then we'll figure it out. But I was already on the fence. I yeah. was already like, I don't want to go. Sure. Also, partly because I'm like a homebody and I like being home with my mom and dad because yeah. I'm obsessed with them. And I just like being home in general. Yeah, I'm so, I'm still living with them. I'm like obsessed. I don't, never want to leave them. And my boyfriend who lives in New York is like, what the hell is happening? Why are you, <laughs> are you going to always live with your parents? And I'm like, no, they're going to move in with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's I get the heart attack my sister's married to this like Turkish billionaire and she says the same thing and she's like he would move in with his parents like we would she's like asked us and I'm like that gives me a heart attack yeah <laughs> but you love that I love that yeah but I, my parents are also like oh, I hate to say this because it's like Regina George oh they're like, like that oh yeah no 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 my mom my mom is not like that what what did Regina George's mom do like give her like cocaine or something ridiculous brownie like I brownie, don't even but, no my mom would never do that um Unless I was of age, which maybe now she would. Uh, but she she's just like a cool yeah. mom, you know. And my dad's like my best friend. Sure. So I tell them everything. And I tell them too much to the point where they're like, okay, stop. You know what I mean? Like it's That's now like getting my, disgusting. me and my parents too. I would move in with your parents for sure. Really? I love your parents. Oh yeah, but they're God. cooler and like trendier and hipper. Yeah, my, da- I mean, I my dad wears a wide-brimmed hat every single day. He's, he's like a musician. He wears like necklaces. Like it's just a totally different vibe than yeah. like a uh, – uh, with my mom. Maybe. Yeah. I, but I'm sure English. I would love your mom. She's a nurse, so it's different. Oh, but she's pragmatic. <laughs> yeah. She's a uh, problem solver. That's great. Anything. Well, anywho, okay, so on a, on a different note, um, so you are an Alme Cosmetics ambassador, correct? Yes. And nowadays, you see so many people in social media like James Charles and a lot yeah. of kids who have also come out as openly gay on YouTube. Like, yeah. you're obviously gay. Yeah. So when did you come out and how <laughs> Can you did you? imagine if I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, well, I thought about it for a second and I was like, oh, oh I don't know. Like, Can you how... imagine if this was my coming out, <laughs> you guys, on the 
show. I was like, I am gay. Great. We um, need a good coming out. Yeah, episode. I know. You, that's what the episode's about. Yeah, out. that's right. great. Right. We're gonna call it that. Ninety six thing on. Like I don't even. Okay, you even, need to drop. No, I'm obviously obsessed with it. But no, tell us. I mean, like truly, how was that experience for you? And at what age did you come out? Um, interesting. I because I went to. Crossroads, which is such like a loving, uh, liberal, open, yeah. liberal school. I I came out at a younger age. I don't know when I came. Maybe I came out at 16, which I guess isn't that young. But I came out to my friends first, um, not my parents, which is weird for me because I tell my parents like everything. Um, but I came out to my friends first because I wanted them to like hook me up with guys and like be in my life and like whatever. So I then I started dating um, this guy and I told my parents about it. And... I, the first thing I said was, I didn't even say I'm gay. I never said I'm, I never announced that I'm gay. I just announced that I'm with a guy. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, great, can't wait to meet him. My dad was like, oh, cute. What does he look like? Like, there was never like a, are, so you're gay. It was always like just a, I mean, I wore Dorothy costume when I was two. And I, uh, basically for Halloween, every single year I was a woman. I, I dressed up as a girl. I was Dorothy. I was Alicia Keys. I was um, Britney Spears. It was like. Oh my God, okay. I want to see guy. that costume. Oh it was like. So Britney like. Which which era of like, Britney? Uh, no, not toxic. What's the slavery? Oh, the slavery. Wow, what a costume! Sexy, yeah, and I was like five at the time, so it was like I was wearing the little you know one with the like cobra like, oh, around the so neck. So sexy. My mom was like, I don't think you know what this actually means, but you can dress <laughs> up. You're as a kid, so you can right, do whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my um, god. Little did I know she like that song is about sex, yeah. but I was like, whatever. It's about a snake. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. No clue. There we um, go. Yeah. So I didn't really ever come out like a. Like some kids do, and yeah, it, I, people really struggle with that, obviously, and it's it's a really tough thing for a lot of people. And I'm I was so lucky for it to work out the way it did. Had you had had parents who were obviously not accepting mm. of that, do you think your story would have shifted? Like, would you be a different person today? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think that part of me, I think I think I'm I'm really accepting because my parents are really accepting, and I think that if my parents weren't accepting, obviously, it would alter who I am um but I, yeah I was really lucky and my when I remember dating this kid in high school and my teachers we were the first openly gay couple at Crossroads to go to prom together which is oh, so cool. weird because Crossroads is so liberal and right. I, I presume that everyone was gay at, at prom you know yeah but we were the first openly gay couple in like 20 years to go to prom together so all my teachers were like coming up to me on prom night like wow you are amazing congratulations and I there was something really beautiful about it but there was also something like what, what is, the, like, yeah. what, why? How are we the first gay couple to, that's weird, you know? But now I think that, I think that's changed, obviously. I think Crossroads is, even though it was liberal, now it's, like, really progressive. Yeah. Now there's, like, gender-neutral bathrooms or, like, the things that actually should be. Um, so it's great. How do you think social media has played a role in that as well in terms of, I guess, you know, maybe giving kids a platform who didn't have it before? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's an Instagram that I follow. My friend uh, Matt Bernstein um, it's at Matt XIV, and he basically talks to these kids who are gay but are maybe in places where you can't come out, um, and he has a dialogue with them, and it's like, you know those like questions where you can like see the dialogue, like somebody asks you a question and then they respond to it? So he does that every single day, and these kids, it's so heartbreaking, but it's also so uplifting and so beautiful to see him respond to these different kids, and these kids, I mean, he went from like 12,000 followers to like 150 within months because there's such a demand of yeah like, exactly yeah. and they're he's actually giving them the strength and a platform to, to speak and i think that social media in itself 
does that. Mm-hmm. I think that you can post a picture, a guy can post a picture of makeup and people will be like hot as opposed to like what the fuck. Mm. That being said, obviously there's still the what the fucks. Of, yeah. You know. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's an interesting dichotomy that you have between the, you know, social media is a platform where yeah. you can freely express yourself and, you know, make friends and yeah. find like a community. And then there's the other side of it where like cyberbullying is rampant and like uh, people are crazy. like committing suicide oh, because of this sort of thing. Of so it's it's a hard it's line really to... hard for anyone right now, especially with the state of our our government and everything to be themselves. Mm. Um, and I think there's also it's. Separately, I think there's like this huge, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? There's a, like a, a rise in being yourself, you know? So ah, yeah. everyone is like, I'm going to be myself, but I'm I'm either not going to be it publicly because I'll be cyberbullied or I'm going to be myself publicly and fuck the haters, you know? So it's there's this, also I think because, um, I hate to get political, but because Trump has kind of Go ignited. Go political. Yeah. Trump has ignited this, um, this this hate yeah. in our country that existed, but he just ignited it and kind of okays it and lets it be a thing, you know? Um, because of that, there's so many people who are like, feel empowered and feel like they can actually hate on people and cyberbully people for being different. And right. it's just, it's hor- horrific. It's horrible. I also um, find it really fascinating that I feel like so many transgender and gay mm-hmm. and bisexual people like will vote for Trump still. Like, oh, wow. And that's like, I mean, have you noticed that? Yeah, yes. Or I've read a lot of articles and stuff on that, and yes. I, it's like it's just it's an odd it's an odd thing to me. But I don't really understand the world I, in general. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand that at all. But I mean, there are still yeah a lot of African American people voting for him. There's Latino people voting yeah. for him. There's, I mean, and he stands against all of that. Yeah, <laughs> everything that that every any type of diversity he stands against. Women he stands against. I mean, it's it's a, a new age for hate. Yeah. Um, and I think that we as a people, all creatives and non-creatives, but people who like want to actually say something mm-hmm. and want to speak our truth have to like band together. So you went canvassing Nevada with your best friend and tried to get people to vote for Obama in 2008, yeah, correct? I'm did. a huge Obama advocate. Oh. I'm going to let you take on this conversation because you are so involved in politics more than I am. Um, and also you're very involved with the environment as well, which is another huge topic yeah. that Alex is like very big on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess first and foremost, like do you have a 2020 pick? You guys, anyone that isn't Trump yeah. um, is my pick. No, Fair. I, um, that's interesting. I love Pete. I love Oh, Pete yeah, Buttigieg. I like him. Yeah. yeah I, think he's, uh, I think he's smart and pragmatic and, and diligent and will fight for this country. Um, but I don't, I, I, I don't know if he'll get the vote. I wish he would, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, I also love Elizabeth Warren. Um, I love Kamala Harris. Who else do I love? I love everyone. Yeah. I love Joe Biden. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Who, who are you for? Um, you know, pretty much who I think has the best chance, which initially going into it, I really did think was Biden because he kind of, the way that I see him is he's very much like middle ground. Yeah. Like he can appeal to the voters who once voted for Obama and then switched to Trump and now could possibly vote again for yeah. the Democratic candidate. Um but that said, it's getting to be tricky because, you know, he's he's getting older. And my fear is that people our age won't really garner their vote to be supportive of him. Yeah. Similar to, like, what happened with all the Bernie supporters when Hillary got the nomination. There were so many people who were staunch Bernie supporters and were like, I'm not voting for Hillary. Yeah. Like, she didn't deserve this and that sort of stuff. So it'll... Which is dumb, you guys. Dumb. Can't believe... Wow. No. 
Well, I'm also curious, why did you decide to go and try and get people to vote for Obama? Like, what is it about politics that really interests you? Um, well, you know what? It was the first real African-American um, running. I don't know if that's true, actually. Maybe there was one. Before. But anyways, I was young, and my mom was like, this is the time to be fired up. Um, and my grandma's uh, works, uh, is on the board of the ACLU. And so she was like, trust me when I say this is one, an amazing experience. You, you'll meet a lot of people and this will probably change your life. Um, just by being there, you'll see people who hate Obama, who love Obama, who, you know, uh, don't believe in what he stands for, who don't want a black president, you know? So just in that sense, you'll learn a lot. But also mm. in the sense of like going to fight for something you believe in, that's like a very important skill that my grandma taught me. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, that's when I really started like thinking about politics. I was young, but I, th that's when I was like, oh, we, we can change the world. Like we are the future. We should actually stand up and, yeah. and have a voice in this. Um, so I, I went with my best friend at the time and her mom and my mom, and it was rough. I remember knocking on these people's doors and these people were signed up as Democrats. So they were Democrats, mm -hmm. but they weren't yet, um, they hadn't said they were gonna go vote. Um, and so I remember knocking on their doors and saying, like, you have to get out tomorrow. We'll send you. I remember there were buses, um, shuttles that that we all uh, organized. And a lot of them were like, no, I'm not going. And I was like, what? Like, why? Why wouldn't you go? This is why wouldn't you go and vote? This is your this is your land. This is America. Like you have to change the it was just it was so weird to me. It was strange. Um, but I remember I was 2000 was 2008. Mm -hmm. I was how old was I? I was 12. Mm -hmm. And I. Yeah, I was really young, and I remember like getting in actual arguments with sixty-year-olds, being <laughs> like, be you, "What Alex. are you doing? Yeah. Why aren't you what? Yeah, what? Why are? You, why would you rather sit and watch something that you can probably TiVo, and and not go out and vote for somebody sure. who could actually change this yeah. government? And and it was bizarre to me. Oh, and as someone who's also done a show that's so real about social media, yeah. do you find that sometimes maybe social media gives people a platform to kind of hop on the back of certain topics? For example, I know many people who associate as quote-unquote influencers and um, will say, you know, I was anxious today and I suffer with anxiety and like here's a 5,000-page Instagram caption about my anxiety and like they don't even have anxiety. They were probably just about like one phone call and then it's like 3,000 kids come in and are like, I have anxiety too. And I think that's good because it gets the conversation going, but also like that is not good because it's really not cool to have anxiety. And like, I think social media glamorizes some of these topics. Definitely. Um, I think that there are a lot of people uh, who are big influencers who like to talk about their life in a personal way on on um, Instagram and Snapchat and all these. And um, it isn't helping anything really. I mean, it's great that they're opening the, the door and, and, and opening the conversation. But I, I feel like some people um, are just like phonies and fakes and and like to have an issue sure. when they don't, you know. But yeah. I, I do also think that there's something really important about yeah. that. Um, but Kazi actually wrote an article um, for Air Mail Weekly about these long, horrible Instagram influencers mm. making these captions about anxiety. It's just ridiculous. It was It's so funny. You should read it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's it really touches on that. It's like... Yes, it's it's good, and we should be talking about anxiety. And we should be opening the conversation, and you should be able to tell me if you have anxiety because I'll be there for you. But like, why, why on, why do you have to post that? Yeah, in a public thing. It's weird. No, I think that there's like a very blurry line. There between, is. Yeah, there is, and it's some people. For for certain people, I'm like, wow, that is brave. Yeah. And like Lizzo posted something where she was crying, and I was like, that is amazing. Uh, and she was talking about 
I think being a woman and her weight and every and never actually feeling like she succeeds and feeling depressed. And she's like, I'm Lizzo when I'm depressed. Like, that's amazing. I want I that makes me feel like my everyday life, like I I I'm doing okay, you yeah. know? But there's also these people who just are like gorgeous and they post a photo of themselves and the self their selfies gorgeous and they look like they're like Bella Hadid, like pulled back and whatever. And then they like write this long caption. You yeah. Know, which is ridiculous. What do you Not find? Not that Bella Hadid did that. They just look like Sure. Bella Hadid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they what, look like snatched. Yeah, yeah. What do you find <laughs> like on social media like inspires you? Interesting. Um I well, because I'm like trying to do comedy, mm-hmm. I follow a lot of co- comedians. You probably stay above the like influencer BS. No, no, no. Oh, I no. still follow. I okay. love a good influencer. Okay. I love a good influencer story at 6 a.m. Them working out <laughs> so great. Um, I I follow a lot of com- comedians. I follow like Chloe Feynman, mm-hmm. um, who just joined SNL. She's mm-hmm. so hilarious. She's like one of my favorite people on earth. And I'm saying this. I don't know her. This isn't like a plug. I I've met her online once because I responded to her story, and then we started following each other. But Woo! like, it's so exciting. I'm just so excited. <laughs> but she doesn't actually know who I am. Yeah. So it's sorry, okay. Chloe. Something. No, well, hi, Chloe. Yeah. Um, who else <laughs> do I love? I love. There are these two guys named Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, um, who are comedians. They're like N- uh, New York comedians, NYC comedians, and which is such a scene. Yeah. The New York comedians are like tough to fucking crack. It's tough to get in that scene, and it's also they're tough. They're yeah. like, we're the real, they're the real deal. They're the real shit. Uh, yeah. They're the real shit. So they're really funny. And actually, I think Bo and Yang just joined SNL as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Wow. Um, I feel like SNL needs to hire you to like stop yeah. there. Please. <laughs> I will enforce that. Please enforce yeah. that. Um, so I think that really inspires me. Those people, they, they posted videos online. They did a podcast. They, they're just like r- real hustlers. Yeah. Um, and now they're doing things like SNL, you know, but watching their growth is really inspiring. Yeah, that's how I feel about like G-Eazy, who I'm obsessed with. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Why? <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. She's, what she's do you mean, why? Her. Don't I look like somebody who loves rap music oh and is God. from the Bay? No, I, I don't know. You know why I like him, mm. actually, is because um, I really resonate with his lyrics. Mm. Not, and it's, I mean, like, I had a rough childhood. I don't think he really had a really rough childhood, but, like, single mom and whatever. And I guess I can kind of relate did to that. Did you ever – you said you had a rough childhood? I no, did. He, oh, but I don't know that he had maybe as rough as a childhood as I did, but he had a single mom. And a lot of his music is just about, like, entertainment and, like, how hard he had to work to get to where he is. He's, like, older. And that part he I is? relate to. He's 31. Yeah. Oh. He's not like he's 20. I love how we're, like, 31. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Over the hill. Um, um, meanwhile, it's, like, that's so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, especially in Hollywood. Exactly. But um, <laughs> so I really like I really like him – um, for that reason, and I don't know how I got on that topic. Um, I don't either, but, but I'm so... Oh, inspiring to you. That's, yeah. Oh, that's... I remember. So His that's growth. what... You mentioned certain people, and I think that's what more young people should be looking up to is, like, the Ellens and the Oprahs, which is, like, 100%. you know, they're obviously older, but, like, there's a very different pattern of success if yeah. you compare them to, say, you know, the Viners and the YouTubers. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, who I love, too. Yeah. I'm, like, obsessed with Emma Chamberlain. No hate I with anyone so at all. Yeah. She's, I just Have think you watched her videos, Emma Chamberlain? I've seen a few of them, but I really don't find that stuff funny. I totally... I don't really quite, find it funny yeah. either. It's not my thing. I don't laugh at it. I'm just, like, I think she's cool. Yeah. And I, like, want to be her. Mm-hmm. It's, like, really weird. Have you I've watched like, her videos? She's, like, an 18 I, I think I'm aware who, of who it is. I think I did follow her for a hot sec and then... Well, you can't follow her on Instagram, to, Emma. I'm so my... sorry, but there's nothing funny on Instagram. Oh, it's you know, okay. she's not like it's a, YouTube. It's just YouTube. Oh, okay. okay. But st- maybe you should follow her. I'm yes. being mean. You should follow her on Instagram too. <laughs> definitely, 100. Um, but she, she's just funny. Like when I watched her videos, I was like, oh my god, I want to vlog. Yeah. Like I, not because I, I thought that that's like a, an amazing thing to do. I just, like, I wanted to be her. I was like, I want to be you. I want to do everything you do. I, I, I should vlog because you're so cool. You know. Yeah, I think also something about 
her is I feel like she's one of those people who that to me is, I mean, she's just so young to be so well known from the internet is I think a lot of that is luck. Like Cameron Dallas, Logan Paul, these people hit it at the right time. There was a void of like a young girl that was like relatable for like kids to look up to. Yeah, and it definitely. just, it worked. Definitely. Um, but I feel I, like there's still that void, honestly. Yeah, and especially, but I mean, there was that whole group of like Viners, like Cameron Dallas and Nash Greer. and Oh, wow, you know, Cameron Dallas. Yeah, and he started on Vine, but that was because there was no young boys like that at the time. That sounds so sketchy, like no young boys on the internet. But like, there yeah. was no like young, hot boys that were like, you know, nobody's from Wisconsin right. to like follow who were like jumping in ball pits at right. Walmart. And like, now there's like Noah Centineo and yeah, all these people. Exactly. Exactly. But there's no real, we need a girl. Yeah. Well, I guess you just said Emma's comedy. done. Emma, yeah. Well, but I don't thank know you. she's a comedy. Um, yeah. We need, oh, or Kazzy can be that person. Sure. Kazzy already is that person. Yeah, yeah. Not enough she people is. know her, so. Yeah. Let's I get her voice out. Yeah. What I think is really interesting is like, I was talking to my coworkers who are a little younger than me, and they're asking me what I watch. And I was like, oh, like some things on Netflix, some things on Showtime. I'm like, what about you guys? And they go, oh, YouTube. Yeah, and everybody's no watching anything, way. everything like on YouTube. What? Like YouTube, and like, like the series or like, like vlogs, like just a downward spiral of like mukbang or whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. You know what that yeah, is, okay. where they eat yeah. food. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you texted me the other day, probably on a Sunday morning. Like, have you heard of this? I'm pretty sure you have. Well, yeah. I'm just, and that's just so fascinating to me to even think how viewership is just like so changing, and it seems weirdly divided. Like yeah. my parents would never go on YouTube, yeah. but they're all about like Netflix, Showtime, all that good stuff, a good series. Whereas like. Yeah. But hey, 86. 86 well, that's why 86 right? also circle. worked, right? Right. Totally. Short form content. Right. Which is, everyone is getting into yeah. short form content. Everyone. I know. Quibi. I mean, Quibi. Yeah. There we go. Quibi. Hasn't, like, everyone knows about Quibi in the industry, but it's never, it hasn't launched yet. No, it right? hasn't launched. Okay. I think it's launching soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, yeah. everyone knows about it, but yeah. no one actually knows, knows about it. It's like, it's if you like, know, you know. I know somebody right. that bought it. Then you don't really know. Very secret. And like, like no one actually. The people who have shows there still yeah. are like, what is this? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think they even know. Yeah, yeah. The people who work there, like I remember I did a tour there um, and I remember walking in and the person at the front desk was like, hi, this is Quibi. And she was supposed to give like a spiel and she was like, it's Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, and that and is, and that Owen, is. where can everyone find you on social media? Oh, at Owen Thiel on Instagram. Um, I don't have anything else, do I? No, I don't. Snapchat. And out. then where everyone can also watch the show, which is on YouTube. It's on YouTube, yeah. And it's free. 86. It's free, yeah. you guys. How amazing is that? Free. I really encourage everyone to watch it. Yeah, everyone should watch for it. For many reasons. Like, I don't even, I just, I hate everything. And if I like it, like, I don't know if that maybe, like, means something. No, but I think it that means, means the world to me. Cassie <laughs> yeah. hates everything, too, and she likes the show. Yeah. <laughs> I well, guess it's her show. But I, I like a lot of things. Yeah. And I love this. So maybe that's, a, you know, the same thing. No, I think it's I really relatable. It. Yeah. And it's just funny. Like, it's just a funny, it's funny great. thing. It's great. Yeah. It's really fun. And where can everyone find you on social media? At A-L-L-I-P-S. And you guys can follow the podcast at T-I-L-U podcast as well as my personal social media, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis. And we're almost at episode 100. So make sure to keep following the podcast on social media as well as submit uh, on the podcast app and subscribe so you can let us know who you want to hear next on This is Life Unfiltered. But side note, uh, it's booked for like three months. So if you submit probably no for now thank you so much oh my god thank you. thank you thank you i feel like i'm on like you, you know on jimmy fallon where they're always like thank, thank you. you no thank you um that's what <laughs> i feel like but anyways guys. thank you so much <laughs>